0: Welcome into this Tuesday edition of Hitting Hard with John Chuckery. Today on the show, Michael Walker has definitely stepped his game up. I'm more worried about red zone targets for Kyle Pitts and bad times on the flats for Georgia Tech. All next, Hitting Hard with John Chuckery, Locked On Sports Atlanta.
1: This is Hitting Hard with John Chuckery, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. And it starts now.
0: Welcome to Hitting Hard with John Chuckery here on Locked On Sports Atlanta. Head to YouTube.com, put Locked On Sports Atlanta in your search browser. Hit the subscribe button, leave us a comment. We are free and available. All your favorite podcast platforms, including Spotify and Odyssey. Download us for free there today. Leave us a five-star review. Amazon Fire and Roku, we can also be found on those platforms as well. And of course, follow me at JMCH316. One of the guys that I was really excited about as we came into this season for the Atlanta Falcons was Michael Walker. Now, he's been obviously used very sparingly in his early time here with the Atlanta Falcons. 16.5% of the snaps is all that he played on defense last year. But going in the offseason and coming into training camp and really through the spring and summertime, Dean Pease talked about how much he thought he'd grown, how much he thought he could play a bigger role in this defense. And we knew that Michael Walker, if nothing else, was a really good coverage linebacker. If you look at his pro football focus grades, he's been one of the better coverage linebackers. It's just that he doesn't get a whole lot of snaps on the field. And again, 16.5% of the snaps last season on defense is all that he's played. Coming to this season, they got the green sticker on him, right? He's the guy that communicates with Dean Pease. He's been really a much improved player for this team. He's played all but one snap this season so far. So 100% and 98% have been the snaps that he's played the last in the first two games. All but one snap is what he's played. So obviously, they have an immense amount of confidence and trust in what he can do. And when he's been on the field, he's produced. He's obviously already got an interception. This year, he had one last week uh, in the game. He's already got a sack. He's made some tackles. Now, if there's only if there's one thing you'd like to see Michael Walker do a little bit more of, and that is just be a tackle tackler in general, because that's what you want out of a middle linebacker. Right. You know, Rashawn Evans is a guy who can be a high volume tackler. Debo was a guy. Dion Jones was a guy who can be a high volume tackler. But outside of that, Michael Walker's been another guy who's starting to come into his own and been a breath of fresh air for this defense. And we talk about guys that need to be part of the solution. And we talk about guys, too, that, to be honest with you, you know, when you're looking for young guys that can step up and outplay their contract and, and give you a guy that really performs well at a not a high price and things like that, this is where Walker comes in. Now, right now, he sits with the highest pro football focus grade. Take that for what you will, but he has the highest pro football focus grade of any defensive player, any defensive starter for the Atlanta Falcons. 77.5 is his grade. That's a really strong grade for a guy. First couple of weeks in, obviously still getting adjusted to playing all the time in the NFL. So Michael Walker's been a nice breath of fresh air in this defense, and He's a guy that I very much root for. I'm very excited about. I had a chance to interview him when he got drafted by the Atlanta Falcons a few years ago. He's helping this defense take that next step up. Now, we'll talk more about this in just a second. But first, me talk about my friends over at betonline.net. Look, you had two Monday night games on last night, right? And we're going to get more of that coming up. And you got NFL season, college, everything has jumped right in, right? And baseball season is coming down to the end, but playoff baseball is right around the corner. You want to be smarter about how to wager. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your sports wagering information. E-betting, scores, all the information you need, all your podcast information, stats, everything is available really handy and easy on your mobile device, right? So take your mobile device. You head over to BetOnline.net today to get all of the best information you can to make you better, smarter when it comes to sports wagering information. And obviously, look, everything you want to bet on, football, golf, boxing, MMA, baseball, everything is right there at your fingertips at betonline.net. So take that mobile device, head to betonline.net today. It's where the action starts. So you look at what Michael Walker has done in this defense that as it's converted over to a 3-4 defense here these couple of years under Dean Pease, You hope the guy like that could be more than just a situational linebacker where he was mostly used as just a coverage kind of guy, right? And he did play a lot of special teams last year. I think 77% of the snaps that he took uh, were on special teams last year. But now he's getting his chance to start and shine. And Dean Pease talked a lot about him in the offseason, talking about how much more of a bigger role he can take, how much more leadership he can take on this defense. And we're seeing that manifest itself over these first couple of weeks. And, and these are the reasons why Rashawn Evans is a guy that Dean P said, I don't know how Tennessee didn't give him a fifth-year option. Michael Walker's been given the green sticker to be the guy that gets the you know gets the calls in his helmet. All of these are reasons why that I've told you before that Deion Jones is not going to play for the Atlanta Falcons. They feel like that they have the guys, and then now you mix in Troy Anderson, who obviously had a chance to play this past weekend and made a big play, right? You're getting some big plays out of these guys in your linebacker core. Well, he came in and blocked a punt and got a chance to play a little bit on defense. All of these are reasons why I've said before that I don't believe that Deion Jones is going to play for the Atlanta Falcons. I'm not saying that you can't use talented people on your defense, But for what the Falcons want to do, I think they feel like that they have found the guys to fit the role and do the things that they want to do. And Michael Walker is one of those guys. And look, I would love to be able to see Michael Walker continue to go. We know he can be really effective in pass coverage. Now just, you know, get in the mix of more tackles and things like that. But he's obviously made a big step already in the first couple of games here for the Atlanta Falcons. He's obviously already made an impact on the field. He's had a sack, an interception, right? He's doing some things to make plays. As as the wrestling announcer Jim Ross always says, maximize your minutes. That's what Michael Walker has done and meant for this defense this year. And obviously, as we're going through a season that's going to be difficult for winning games and things like that, You know, one of the ways we talked about yesterday is if this defense is going to help out and help keep us in games, sack the quarterback, create turnovers. Well, Michael Walker's been front and center for helping do that with a sack, with an interception. So if you have a guy that can get around the field, make plays for you in a defense like this, where you need your linebackers to do a lot of different roles, right? Sometimes your linebackers have to come up in this scheme. And go up and take on a blocker and make a tackle. Sometimes they have to drop back in coverage. A lot of different roles than in a three, four system. And especially under Dean Pease, remember he talked about, you know, we've only got 25, 30, 35% of the playbook open and things like that. It's a much more complicated defense than probably what was played under Dan Quinn. And when you have guys like Michael Walker who can step up and get your young guys, this is what we're looking for. More than just wins and losses, and we've talked a little bit about that yesterday, but you're trying to see growth from players. The fact that, number one, Michael Walker has played all but one snap, that tells you a lot about how confident this def- uh, this uh, coaching staff believes in Michael Walker and the fact that he's maximized his minutes when he's been out there with the sack, with the interception. Has he got some things to work on? Yes. But has he been a bright spot and a breath of fresh air in this defense? Absolutely. I'm very much going to watch what Michael Walker does the rest of the season. I love the kid. I'm excited about him. And hopefully he's a long-term solution here to help the Falcons out. All right. When we come back, I'm more concerned about the red zone than I am about the totality of targets. We'll talk about that next. Hitting hard with John Chuckery, Locked on Sports Atlanta. Back on hitting Hard with John Chuck, right? Locked on Sports Atlanta. Head to YouTube.com. Locked on Sports Atlanta is what you put into your search browser. Hit that subscribe button. Leave us a comment there. We are free and available. All your favorite podcast platforms, including Spotify and Odyssey. Download us. Leave us a five-star review there for free today. Amazon Fire and Roku. Check us out on those platforms as well at JMCH316 on Twitter. I know a lot of hype and hoopla and everything has come up about Pitts in London and things like that about how many targets London got and Pitts not getting targets. So on the year, Kyle Pitts has had 10 targets with four catches. Now, last year Pitts was targeted 110 times. And if you remember, I came on here through the summertime leading up into the season talking about I expected that number to go down. I know is the unicorn and the fourth, and I get all that. But couple of things. One is, I didn't think they'd throw the football as much this year. So you expected that number to go down just because of the natural amount of attempts that your quarterback has. I get the idea of of his importance to the offense. The one thing that concerns me, by the way, four catches on 10 targets, that's 40%. Well, that's Mariota. It's not all Mariota. By the way, he has a 10% drop percentage in his attempts and all that, okay? So, look, here's the reality. And, and this is where I will get frustrated. I'm not frustrated about the fact that Kyle Pitts has 10. If you're going to tell me that Drake London is going to get 12 or 14 targets a game and that sacrifices some of Kyle Pitts, I'll take that. Where I don't want to sacrifice Kyle Pitts and what everybody keeps trying to sell me on And I'm sitting back here, like, okay, I'm ready. Waiting on is the red zone efficiency. That's where you do have to target Kyle Pitts. And I know the coach got upset. It's not fantasy football and all this kind of stuff. And I get those, and I get that percentage of the fan base is upset. I got Kyle Pitts on my fantasy team, and I'm not getting who cares? I could nobody could care less about your fantasy team for it. But if, our, if we're going to be in the business at all of winning football games, you are going to need Kyle Pitts down there. And I don't know what the deal is. I don't really understand. No no red zone targets in the first two games for Kyle Pitts. Forget the 10. I'm more concerned about the red zone, okay? Why is it this kid is either not targeted or not getting open to where – and now it's been two quarterbacks. So you can't blame this all on Matt Ryan. And, and you know, I understand – Part of it's Arthur, part of it's Mariota, part of it's Pitts. Everybody has blame, if you will, to go around. So before we just throw Arthur or Pitts or Mariota, one of them under the bus, it's all of it. And and he wasn't, you know, he only had the one touchdown last year. But you better get him involved in the red zone. Because, with all due respect to this offense, it didn't show you a whole lot. They got London involved in the red zone last week. He scored his first touchdown. And on a a quick one-read throw, and boom, right in his hands and go. So that worked itself out a little bit. That was much better. But I'll sacrifice regular targets for Pitts, 20 to 20. And if that means London gets more targets, I'm good with all that. I'm really not that upset about that. But you do have to find him down in the red zone. And and this is going to be the question forever about why can't Kyle Pitts – get us touchdowns forget your fantasy team why can we not find touchdowns with Kyle Pitts if he truly is a unicorn and he's different well he had a thousand yards last year I could care less about his thousand yards his thousand yards doesn't mean anything you target somebody 110 times they better catch enough passes to get a thousand yards with all due respect that doesn't mean a whole lot in a 17 game NFL season to say you got a thousand yards that's what 60 yards a game or whatever There's nothing to write home about all of that. But I do need more than one touchdown. And we talked a lot about this over the summertime. And that is not happening. We'll talk more about that in just a second. But first, Coffee AM, my friends over there, listen, the best small batch coffee roaster in America right here in Georgia, up in the Canton area. Here's what we want you to do. Head to coffeeam.com backslash locked on. What are you looking for? You need K-cups, they got it. You need organic, they got it. You want flavored, they got it. You need teas, they got it. You need a gift set. I'm going to see somebody who's, you know, got stooped and they're pregnant now. Cool, here's a gift set. Whatever it is that you need, coffeeam.com has it all available to you. So head to coffeeam.com backslash locked on. Go through their wide extensive menu of different types of products. And when you get that first order put together, okay? And they're gonna ship that bad boy to you. And trust me, you're going to open up that box and you're going to be like, I'm going to stick this up. You might not even want to drink the coffee. You might want to put it as an air freshener in the bathroom because that stuff smells so good. But anyway, hopefully you'll drink it. When you put that first order together at coffeeam.com backslash locked on, get to the checkout and use the promo code locked on L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N locked on L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Use that coupon code at checkout. You get 15% off that first order at coffee a.m coffeeam.com coffeeam is the best small batch coffee roaster in America right here in Georgia up in Canton head there today and take advantage of that 15% off your first order
1: this lockdown podcast is brought to you by home chef now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down how are your resolutions coming one of mine was to order less takeout cook more at home but I'll be honest I haven't been consistent that is until I found home chef home chef provides fresh ingredients Free shipping on your first box and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an
0: active subscriber to receive free dessert. So again, I'm fine with the idea of pits not getting as many targets. I mean, yes, you could always throw more, but, and I know people aren't going to like this. You've gotten some plays out of Cadero Hodge, who I really like. You've gotten some plays out of Olamide Zaccheaus. But when the field shortens and things get tighter, that's where I'm more interested in seeing Pitts in London. Pitts will get some big plays this year. There'll be some opportunities in blown coverage and things like that. But teams are lining up to take away Kyle Pitts. Now, you can line up and try to take away one guy, but it's tough in the NFL to take away Two guys. And that's where London's going to benefit. I think people know and understand the ability that Kyle Pitts has. And so because he's got an extra year in his belt, we're going to try to take him away. Cool. That's going to open up some opportunity for London. But when we get down in the red zone, you do have to find him. And this is where Arthur Smith has to be creative. This is where Mariota or Ritter has to force the ball into him a little bit. Well, you don't want to force the ball. Yeah, you do. Kyle Pitts is not you. Let me tell you where Kyle Pitts is not a unicorn getting double teamed or whatever down in the red zone. Okay. Take every top flight wide receiver in the NFL in history. And they all get double covered. Right. Antonio Brown was double. They're all double covered in the history of the league. That's nothing new. Double coverage is not some new concept that just came along when defenses want to play the Atlanta Falcons, but you have to find them down there because with all due respect and and I'm, I'm, tempering maybe here a little bit okay the thousand yards with all due respect ain't worth a velvet painting of a whale and a dolphin getting it on in the scope of the nfl your effectiveness in the nfl comes from the fact of scoring touchdowns and and making game-changing plays and we got very little of that last year and so far we haven't gotten any of that this year and that's where that has to change You know, and I understand he's a unicorn and all this this kind of stuff, but everybody has to be better when it comes to figuring Kyle Pitts out. Arthur Smith has to coach better, scheme better. Kyle Pitts has to do a better job of getting open. Mariota has to do a better job of looking his way and finding him. All of that has to come together. It's not one thing that has to come together. It's everything that has to come together. So I'll take the less target because I knew that was going to happen. I told you that I knew that 110 number was going to go down, and that's fine. That's not a problem. But at least give me some life in the red zone. At least tell me we looked at him and went to him. At least give me some sign of life that Kyle Pitts is going to give us some touchdowns and make some difference-making plays. Not just tell me about 20 to 20 what his yards are. And unicorn and use that as our basis for unicorn numbers. That's not where I could care. I could care less about Kyle Pitts there. Tell me what Kyle Pitts does when we're trying to score touchdowns instead of letting Young Waiku finish off drives with a field goal. When we come back, tough times down the flats right now for Georgia Tech. Um, this is playing out almost the way that I thought it would. We'll talk about that next. Hitting hard with John Chuckery, locked on Sports Atlanta. Welcome back into hitting Hard with John right here on Locked On Sports Atlanta. Head to YouTube.com. Locked On Sports Atlanta is what you want to put into your search browser. Download us there. And, of course, leave us a comment. We are free and available on all your favorite podcast platforms, including Spotify and Odyssey. Leave us a five-star review. Download us for free. Roku and Amazon Fire is where you can find us as well. And then follow me at JMCH316. Look, it's becoming a disaster on the flats for Georgia Tech. Now, a lot of things coming out of this. Yeah, I, I, That was a drubbing by Ole Miss, who's a nice team. But with all due respect, Ole Miss ain't better than Alabama. They ain't better than Texas A&M. They ain't better than Georgia. In the pecking order of the SEC, let's face it, Ole Miss ain't at the very top of that list, right? Lane Kiffin had an interesting quote after the game talking about Georgia Tech and their situation. Quote, I would have liked the opportunity to throw more with Luke, but having empathy for what was going on in that game on the other sideline and the hot seat or whatever he's on just didn't really feel like it was right. Whoo! You have another head coach understanding yet the other guys on a hot seat and how bad it was. And, okay, look. This is real. Let's separate fiction and reality. This is real. I, I said this on my radio show for weeks and months now, that this Saturday, and I've been pointing to this since before the start of the season, that this Saturday in Orlando taking on Central Florida, that's a four o'clock kick on ESPNU. That's the swing game for what's going to happen with Jeff Collins. If they go down and find a way to win, because here's what's going to happen. You win this week, they're going to go up to pit the following week, and they're going to get beat. Now, through your first five games, almost half the schedule, but not quite, almost half the schedule, five games, if you're two and three, Coach Collins will survive that. I do believe that, and and he'll get a chance at least the rest of this year. Because after that, to be honest with you, I know Duke is 3-0, oh. But your home with Duke, that's a potential win. And you're home with Virginia, they suck too. So there is potential for a couple of wins after you get through that first five games, if you can survive that. This is the swing game because you lose down in Orlando to Central Florida, who's no great shakes, okay? You lose that game though, you're going to end up one in five, one in four, excuse me, through your first five games to start the year. And I don't think Jeff Collins can survive that. I, don't, I, I think that is going to be the tipping point of, okay, we're one in four. We only beat whatever, Western Carolina in the second game and and struggled a little bit early to win that game. We're kind of blowing them out at the end. And you still on the schedule have Florida State, Miami, North Carolina in Georgia. Listen to the last five games for Georgia Tech that the end the year, at Florida State, at Virginia Tech, which has always been a house of horrors, home with Miami, at North Carolina. Oh yeah, at Georgia to end the season. With all due respect, there's maybe they beat Virginia Tech, who's not very good, but anytime they go into Virginia Tech Blacksburg. There's always weird things that happen there. Charlottesville and Blacksburg are two places that are always weird for Georgia Tech. This will be the swing game. They lose on Saturday to a very mediocre Central Florida team, which could happen. Not saying that they're going to win. I'm not saying they're going to lose. They could win that game. They could lose that game. I don't think there's any particular side. I know fans are going to say, well, they're going to lose it just because you want to hate on Georgia Tech. I get all that stuff. But if Collins loses that game and they're going to lose next week at Pitt, he's not going to survive one and four. I don't care about money. This, with all due respect, in the world of collegiate athletics, okay, you can sell me on, well, Tech doesn't have money. Well, they had three basketball coaches that they were paying at the same time. So if they can find a way to pay three basketball coaches at the same time, they can certainly buy out Jeff Collins in year four of the program. If they win and they're 2-3, and then okay, there might be some light that it won't be six wins because there's not a chance that this team is going to get six wins right now for for Georgia Tech this year. Forget bowl games. You're trying to at least get to maybe four, maybe five wins if you're really lucky, okay? I think Duke and Virginia are very much winnable games, maybe at Virginia Tech but I don't see him beating Miami. don't see him beating Carolina. They sure as hell aren't even going to be. that. Georgia's JV team would beat Tech's varsity team right now. The guys who don't play for Georgia, the five stars who don't play for Georgia, are still better than what Georgia Tech's got going on. And I like, so we clear the air. I like Georgia Tech. I'm rooting for Coach Collins. I like the Tech program. I love me George O'Leary. I even like Paul Johnson. And by the way, going back to Paul Johnson, People are like, well, you missed Paul Johnson out. No, you don't. That program was going nowhere under Paul Johnson. Go look at the last four years with Paul Johnson. He was in his last four years, which was his eighth year starting in the program. They were nothing. They had one nine-win season. That's cute patch on the head for a nine-win season. The rest of the time, they were crap. So it wasn't like Paul Johnson in his last four years Pulled off all these miracles for Georgia Tech. And when you're not even getting anybody drafted in the NFL, your program's not going anywhere. You're too lame at that point. But Saturday is the game to watch. If they can find a way to get down there and beat the Gus Bus and Plumley and those guys, they've got some weapons and they got some pieces on their offense down there to Central Florida. They can find a way, though, to get a victory. You can at least salvage the first part of your schedule. You can beat two and three through your first five games. Is that great? No. Does that mean Jeff Collins will make it to next year? Doesn't guarantee anything. But I'll tell you now, if he wins on Saturday, he'll make it to the rest of the year. Because nobody is going to be fooled by what they're going to do with Miami and Carolina and even going to Florida State. You see, Florida State's got things figured out, and they're headed toward full tilt boogie, even with their backup quarterback and everything. Play really good defense. They really run the football well. Florida State's not back, but they're certainly much better than they've been. They're winning games that two years ago they would not have won at all under Mike Norvell. So they're headed in the right direction. So you can, you know, again, two and three, it's just like I talked about with the Falcons. You know, one and two versus zero oh and three may not sound like much, but the perception—it's a big enough deal. Look, is Jeff Collins the long-term answer to Georgia Tech? No, but two and three through his first five games will get him an opportunity to at least coach out this year, and then let's see what happens. You know, maybe it's bowl game or bust for Georgia Tech. I don't know, but if they lose on Saturday, I can tell you that there's I don't I don't believe that Jeff Collins finishes off the season. I've said this for weeks now before the season started that that Central Florida game was going to be the swing game because I don't expect them to beat Clemson. I didn't expect them to go you know the following week in October up the pit and win. I I didn't figure that they would you know I, I figured that they would beat Western Carolina. Um, I didn't think they would beat Old Miss, but it's also the way that they're losing. So watch this Saturday, Tech Central Florida. I know it's not going to be high on your priority list, but I'll tell you, I think that's the swing game. They lose, don't be surprised if he's gone pretty quickly. They win, he's going to get a chance to coach out the rest of this season. I would thank you so much for making Hitting Hard with John Trucker your first listen, uh, uh, Hitting Hard with John Trucker here on Lockdown Sportsland your first listen every day. Make A to Z with Mark Zeno, your second listen every day. Mark's back talking all things sports in Atlanta. Check them out on our YouTube page at Locked On Sports Atlanta. Leave us a comment there. Free and available on all your favorite podcast platforms to download, including Spotify and Odyssey. Leave us a five-star review. Then hit me up at jmsh 316 on Twitter. And don't forget, Amazon Fire and Roku. Check us out on those platforms as well. We'll be back tomorrow for a hump day edition of Hitting Hard with John Chuckery on Locked On Sports Atlanta.